Who do you want to be the next guest on the Louder Vision podcast? Do you have a creative or artistic friend who you want me to interview? Or maybe it's you. Let me know by commenting or send me a message on social media at Louder Vision. Thanks for listening to Louder Vision, the podcast for visionaries, artists, and creatives. I'm your host, filmmaker and artist, Laura Mioli. To find out more about me and get creative tips and inspiration, you can visit loudavision.com. And if you have an eye for photography or you're just a perfectionist, then I'm going to tell you to go to lauramioli.com slash freebie for a Photoshop tutorial that will give you flawless pictures. Even if you've never used Photoshop before, it's super easy and it's completely free. Just go to lauramioli.com slash freebie. And that's me, Laura Mioli. So... Today's guest is Lena Lansky. She is the founder and lead producer at Landsky Media Productions, which is a video production company that she started. Not only does this chick have an eye for video, believe me, I've worked with her before, but she has a master's degree in business administration. So for anyone out there who wants to start your own business and you need help coming up with the business plan, which is the hardest part, I'm gonna grill her on it step by step. So don't go anywhere. Let's say hi to Lena. Hey. Hi, Lena. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you are very welcome. We've been trying to schedule this for months and months, maybe a year. Who knows? But I'm glad to have you here because I have to pick your brain about a few things. Let's so do it. Before we get into the tough business plan stuff, tell me about your production company and what kind of videos you work on. Absolutely. So Land Sky Media, it's a small video production company. Um, we pretty much focus on various genres from documentary, music videos, narrative. Uh, we actually recently finished a mini doc uh, about two musical composers. And right now we are in the pre-production phase um, for a music video and a very short, short film. So what do you mean? Very short, short film, short, short film. Like it's like five minutes. <laughs> okay. It's super short. Got super it. Short. <laughs> okay, cool. So you do a lot of different things. That's awesome. Yeah. You have a partner. Yes, I do. Albano Shala. Hi, Al. <laughs> team Al, team Al. <laughs> yeah. I've worked with you guys before and you are a really a dynamic duo because you are the production genius. You are good at setting up those shoots. You make those contracts. You do all that stuff. And then Al has everything technical covered. I mean, you're great at the camera. You're awesome. But Al is like no, a he's genius. Good. He's good. <laughs> he's good. I wouldn't, I, I don't know about genius, but no, no I'm kidding. And <laughs> now nah, he's good. Yeah, absolutely. So why is it important to have a partner? Well, the first thing that you should really ask yourself if, if you do want a business um, is if you really even need a business partner. Okay. That's not always, um, that's not always something that you need to have. Like mm -hmm. for instance, if you, if you start a business and you have capital, you can hire, you can outsource, mm -hmm. you know, certain things like camera, lighting, sound, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you need, you can outsource that. If let's just say you don't have the capital, then like most people like most people yes then maybe deciding to have a partner is probably good for you especially if you don't necessarily have connections either you know so you just get two people that you know love video that are you know have different skill sets different personality traits um that pretty much complement one another then yeah then it makes sense um and that's something that you definitely need to look for if you do decide to have a partner you know make sure that 
you complement one another. The, the voids that you have, mm-hmm. you can fill in. So if you have one particular type of skill and there's a, like, for instance, with me and Al, Al is more, you know, he's better at the technical aspect. I'm better at the producing. So when we come together, it mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. Um, and then on top of that, when you have a business, you want to make sure that you're partnering up with somebody that sees your vision mm-hmm. and beyond. You know, you don't want to end up becoming partners with somebody who five years down the line decides that this was never really their passion and mm-hmm. then you're pretty much down and out, you know. Um, I mean, that could happen regardless, but... Yeah, I, I, it's absolutely. It's be on the same page. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's far better to... You know, there are always red flags mm-hmm. that we want to ignore. Like be- what? Like what? Like... It's always easier looking back to see the red flags, but when you're, like, dealing with someone and you make a partnership with someone, it's hard to know, like, what are these... You know, it's red it's flags. it's a very individual thing mm-hmm. because it's not gonna it's not a one size fits all with red flags. You know, you may have a, a person who goes like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really committed to this. I, I really want to do this, and then, you know, a shoot will come up, and then they do certain things that kind of sh- prove otherwise. They're not on time. They may be forgetful. They, you know, you're kind of noticing that they have other priorities, and you want to ignore that because you're so. Like you're so into having this business and having somebody that's going to be there for you and help you that you ignore that in hopes Mm -hmm. that one day they're going to be really committed. And that's not a good sign. In addition to that, you want to respect this person, respect on a level of as as a friend, as a person and as a professional, because Mm -hmm. people will say you don't want to mix friends and family and business. Mm -hmm. But. um, I think it's awesome to be with somebody who you're friends with and and, and have a business. It's yeah. it's very easy to be friends. I mean, me and Al are really good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that that works amazingly. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I don't know if that's a word amazingly, but. <laughs> well, I mean, you're spending so much time with someone and you both have the same goal and you're both working towards something together. It, it I mean, it, you likely are going to become friends if you don't get along with that person. Oh, Should you about really it. be starting a business with that person? I don't know. No, I, I absolutely not. I mean, people will say, you know, you can be friends or, you know, and have a business, but then, you know, friends and family, certain things kind of get in the way. But if you're hiring somebody as your partner and the only criteria is, oh, you're my friend, mm-hmm. you're already starting off on, on bad footing. You know, you got to kind of eliminate that and just look at this person from a, prof- a professional perspective. Is this person going to really help this business? And if they're your friend, even mm-hmm. better. Um so, so yeah, and it's just because, again, if you have a partner, make, I'll, I'll put it like this, we're, we're selective about the food that we eat, yes. the shows that we watch, you know, the, the people that we eventually end up with, mm-hmm. be as selective with your business partners, be as selective, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to be around this person for many hours making major decisions, and you don't, it's going to, it could make or break your business and damage your brand. Mm-hmm. And then... Another impact it could have if it is your brand, it is your business, but you have to eat, you have to live. I mean, this is your money too. Yeah, it's, so it's important. Absolutely, absolutely. You weren't always a producer. Tell me about your background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I was. I was not always a uh, a producer. I actually never thought that I would be where I am now. I never even like saw it coming. Um, You know, I got my undergraduate degree at St. John's University. Um, I was a psychology major. Mm -hmm. And then after I graduated, I was doing random jobs for like three years. And, you know, real estate, reception jobs. I was a business manager. And then I was like, you know what? 
let me get my master's degree in business. So I went and I did that. And uh, two years into the degree, I got an internship. And at this internship, they had a media department. Mm -hmm. And uh, a friend of mine was like, why don't you go do an audition? You know, they have like these like volunteer reporter hosting kind of roles. You know, why don't you do that? And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so I go and... You know, I meet the director, and he's a very, like, quirky, you know, kind of guy. Hi, Winston. <laughs> Hello, Winston. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he, you know, he looks he looks at me up and down. And he goes, like, all right, you know, I'm going to give you a, a script. You got five minutes to memorize. Mm. Here you go. <laughs> with I'm, no prior experience. With no prior experience. Wow. So I go in front of the camera. I do it. And Winston was like, Wow okay, do it one more time for safety, (laughs) which is something that I would hear for many, many, uh, you know, for many times over Mm -hmm. uh, for a year and a half. And and it was weird because in that one moment, it took 26 years for me to realize, like in that one moment when that camera went on and I did what I did and I was like, holy shit, this is what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't understand to what degree. I just knew like... I love this. I love the camera. I like the lights. I like the fact that, you know, I got a mic in my hand. Like, what is this, you know? And boom. And all of a sudden, you know, the seed was planted. And I was like, I got to make sure that, you know, from the seed grows grows a tree. And it was weird because I was two years into my business degree. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell do I do? Do Your I, master's. My, my, exactly, my master's. And I was like, do I just give up on the program? Mm-hmm. I was already $40,000 in debt. Ooh. You yeah. might as well finish at that point. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you, you might as well finish. And then and a big part of me was like, maybe I should just stop and go to film school. Mm-hmm. And after that point, let's just say that I did so many things. That I, I actually did not go to film school. Mm-hmm. I'm like self-taught. I pretty much have had to teach myself everything and get myself involved in as many things as I possibly mm-hmm. could to get any type of opportunity. Um, you know, and that meant getting an internship at BronxNet, you know, getting mm-hmm. certificates at Brick Arts Media, uh, reading a lot, going to, you know, like networking events, talking, trying to get in contact with professionals to ask questions mm-hmm. because originally I wanted to do broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened. I, I did some like field production for mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. for Transit News. And I was like, oh man, I kind of like the, the back process, like yeah. I, 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 maybe I should do producing, or maybe I should kind of do some some other stuff and not mm-hmm. be in front of the camera, because I was hosting for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm like, why don't you start a documentary? And from the documentary idea mm-hmm. that I had, I was like, why don't, why don't I just start a business? So I ended up, you know, registering my name, mm-hmm. going th- going through the Department of State, and from there, you know, I told Al, and Al was like, you know, let's partner up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's do it. So then we ended up getting a gig. And then, you know, and in the middle of all of that, I was I was in two films. I did an audio book. I mean, I, I took classes. There was just so many things that I did on top of having a full-time job mm-hmm. just so I could do this. So any, A full-time job not in video. Not in video. Mm-hmm. Full-time job not in video. You know, I just kind of want to put it out there to people just to, you know, say that I didn't go to film school. Um, I just kind of had to make my own opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, because this is the business that I want to be in. And there's still so much more to learn and so many other things that I want to do that sometimes I just feel like, damn, like, 
I don't know if it's going to happen, but, you know, you just got to keep pushing through. So if anybody out there thinks like, damn, I got to go to film school, you do not have to go to film school. You really don't. Well, I don't want to I don't want to crap on film school. I went to film school and it was a great experience and I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. But where I learned the most is with my internship at Transit Transit News because it is like a smaller (laughs) and like and jobs going beyond that because you learn so much when you're in a job you're around people, you're setting up shoots, you're making your own mistakes, and you're given a little bit of a leash to kind of, you know, here, yeah. go produce this. And if you mess up, then we'll talk about how you messed up and we'll fix it. You know, yeah. like those kind of situations, working for those smaller companies, mm-hmm. um, doing internships, like you said, See, going though? to meet people. That's how you learn about the film business and about making videos. And film school is not the only way to become a producer, to have a production company. And you have an MBA, and Mm -hmm. that's not the only way to start your own business. I know plenty of people with a film production company that don't have a master's of business at all, or don't have a master's, or don't have a a degree at all, period. Having a degree, Mm -hmm. at least to me, seeing what what I've, like, accomplished, I mean... Let me redo that one more time. Okay. And three, two, one. (laughs) I can't. I always do this. She restarted and she said three, two, one. (sighs) It's just a habit. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Winston. So having a business degree doesn't mean check. It honestly doesn't. It honestly doesn't. Wow. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it real because... When you're sitting in a classroom mm-hmm. and you're reading case studies and you have a deadline for a paper, that's not business. You're just learning theories, much like in film school where somebody will say, you know, yeah, I learned about the theory of movie making and all this stuff. Mm. Great. Good for you. Yeah. But when you actually go out on the field and you put a camera in your hand, you don't know what the hell you're even doing. And it actually takes you multiple times, you know, and multiple you know, mistakes mm-hmm. to understand, oh, that's how I should be doing it, you mm-hmm. know? So hands-on experience for me is far more important than saying I have a business degree because having a business degree, you have to apply concepts to a business. Mm -hmm. And when you actually do it, far more difficult. Mm -hmm. So a degree is not necessary. It's just not always a necessity. That's why you see people without degrees having successful businesses because they've gone through the process of understanding what the business entails. And that, I think, means more. Okay, and I want to get to that because you you definitely have the degree. You say it didn't do jack shit, but (laughs) you wouldn't be where you are today without that knowledge. And so I know that it ties in somehow. So when someone is trying to start their own business, maybe their production company or their artistic kind of company, how can they make a business plan? Because that's the first step you always see when you go to a website and you say, how do I make my own business? Step number one. Business plan, 40-page business plan. And that's where I freaked out. (laughs) And I said, nope, thank you. I'm just going to make my company and not do all this paperwork. But you can help us through that, so do it. (laughs) Go, (laughs) go. (laughs) The steps to starting your own production company or media business, you know, one of the first things is, yes, the first step is always a business plan. And a business plan is a blueprint. It's a blueprint of your business in, you know, and what that means is it's it's a whole process, you know, and the, the first step is, and, and, and I'm definitely not going to go through the entire process of what a, what a business plan entails. Business plans could be a page long. Business plans could be 40 pages long. It really depends on your the type of business that you're doing, um, how much experience you have, 
how much capital you have, how many connections you have. I mean, all these things really matter. Um, how much research you do. It's it's just, there is no one size fits all. There is a one size fits all with businesses where it's like, yeah, it's better for you to start a business plan and to write it out because, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about something, it's, it's, it's always easy to like, you know, be like, wow, I'm going to have a business and it's going to be like this and like this. And then when you finally write it down, you're like, what the hell was I even thinking? Because your, your thoughts are so fluid and it just changes all the it, time. Exactly. But when you, when you have like a solid thing in front of you, you're like, okay, so this is where there's an issue, you know, how am I going to fix that? You know, uh, how am I going to finance my business? That's what a business plan will, will, you know, make you think about. How do you finance your business? What are your goals? What are your long-term goals, short-term goals? You know, stuff like that. For me, I think the most important part of having a business is marketing. Mm -hmm. And like that should be when you're doing a business plan, aside from the finance, let your marketing really be the biggest piece of -hmm. that puzzle because you have to think long and hard about marketing and so what that means is this you start a business you got to think about what's really the purpose of this business Mm -hmm. short-term goals like personal goals or not personal goals because when because now this is not so much about you this is about a business and a business is about customers so what what um what problem is your business going to solve? Exactly. A, a, like a business solution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where does your business fit in the industry? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you providing a competitive advantage? So you're looking your at your competitors. App, you have to. You absolutely have to. You know, and, and based on your competitors and the industry, you know, the industry meaning, you know, locally and even just globally or, you know, just in the United States or wherever you may be, mm-hmm. you know, and how how will your business meet those demands? Mm-hmm. And do you have a niche? I, f- I hate this word, niche. I always hear it. What's your niche? It, it annoys the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I hate My it. My niche is video. Yeah. Like, Hello. E- exactly. <laughs> but Visual. <laughs> <laughs> visual niche. That's what it is. But when you have a niche, I mean, it's for some people, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, let's say, you know, a niche will determine who your target market is. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a video production company, you know, what kind of video are you doing? Are you doing corporate video? Are you doing promotional, educational? Or, you know, are you doing wedding videography? Are you just mm-hmm. doing narrative features, documentaries? Those things are really going to change how your business functions. Um, so, for instance, let's just say there's somebody out there who goes like, you know what? I love weddings. Weddings are profitable. I mm-hmm. want to do wedding videography. So what your business plan will allow you to do is let's just say, you do a comparison between New York City and like Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I'm just picking any random state. Yeah. So, and you go like, I want to do wedding videography. Now, each one of these places is going to have its own challenges. So if you decide to, you know, start a wedding videography business in Wyoming with population 4,000, chances are, is there really going to be a demand for this? No. Mm-hmm. So you go, okay, you know, I'm going to get out of Wyoming and I'm going to start a business in New York City. Mm-hmm. The other challenge in New York City is there's too many videographers. There's way too much competition And there's different markets, even in New York. Absolutely. And so what happened is that a niche doesn't necessarily guarantee your livelihood. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is you may start a niche in wedding videography, and there are other people, bigger competitors out there, who can snatch up that niche very quickly and take it away from you. You know? And so... And then if you end up doing a niche like wedding videography, you may end up losing on bigger market opportunities. Yeah. You know, a wedding videographer is not going to go from wedding videography to all of a sudden doing feature films. That's just a big jump. I mean, you could. But with wedding videography, I feel like that that niche is very specific because if you want to start doing weddings, you need to have weddings to show. 
And so it's like you need all these examples of weddings that you've done. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't done any weddings, you can't just jump right into it. Meanwhile, a feature film, if you've done documentaries, if you've done other Mm -hmm. things, you could do a feature film. Yeah, I mean. True, but not. But what we have to do is separate being a filmmaker Mm -hmm. versus having a business. Being a filmmaker does not mean that you are an entrepreneur. And those are two very different things because most people go like, oh, well, yeah, well, I'm a video, I'm a wedding videographer and I could, I could do a feature film. Absolutely. You can, Mm -hmm. but that's not benefiting your business because your business is about wedding videography. So, and that's two very different things. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you have a niche, you have to think about, you know, how, how does this niche, how how does this niche really, you know, benefit your your business and you have to think about how much competition is is really out there and Mm so what that means is when you're doing this business plan you got to think about macro and micro environments you know you have to think about your internal environment as a business what are what are my strengths and my weaknesses as a business who am i competing with what's Mm -hmm. my advantage over them and if i don't have an advantage then you know is there something in the market that the bigger competitors are not seeing that i can grab onto And if not, then it's like, okay, so you're pretty much like every other video production company. So what the hell is the point of even opening or or, or even starting? So you have to find what's what's, um, unique about your business. Absolutely. Because if any, like, I mean, you could look up on Google right now on video production companies. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds upon hundreds of video production companies in New York of various Mm -hmm. skill levels, you know, who have been around for 15, 20 years, who have loyal customers, who have a shitload of resources, Mm -hmm. who will blow you out the water. And when you're starting out saying, yeah, I got this because I know how to do video, yeah. congratulations, you and everybody else knows how to do video, but people <laughs> know how to do it better than you because they have the resources to do it. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to also think about the external environment, which is the industry in of itself. Because you don't want to start a business and be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you know, uh, video and that's it. But you know, as filmmakers, we, the, the industry is changing right now. A yeah. lot of things have changed. I mean... An amateur filmmaker can come into B&H or Adorama, buy a DSLR for $600, and all of a sudden he has 3 million subscribers on YouTube because he just did a web series. And you're thinking, what the hell is going on here? And you'll see people making ugly videos, horrible lighting, horrible sound, and you'll see people on Facebook, wow! I know! And then you start to think like... My heart hurts. Exactly. (laughs) And so even though these are minor things, Mm -hmm. you have to think about how that's affecting the video industry and how that's going to affect your business. And then Mm -hmm. you have to think about technology and it's, and and the economy, you know, Mm -hmm. is, do you really need another video production business? Yeah. So. Because there's all these people coming out of college with film degrees that are going to do free projects, free weddings, free video shoots. And then you, you see all these jobs out there is we need a free videographer. And then meanwhile, someone is trying to start a business and they can't get any paid work because there's all these uh, newbies out here doing stuff for free. And so it kind of undercuts the people who are trying to make a business. Absolutely. But that's why that's why this is what what you're saying right now. This is why it's important to really sit down and think about it. Because if you just go like, I just like video, I'm going to start a business. Nah, you're going to, it's not going to work for mm-hmm. you. It's just, that's just fact. Unless you are really connected and you've been doing yeah. this for years and you can outsource a lot of stuff, yeah. then it could work. But if you really don't have that, you're, you're going to be, you're going to struggle to get to the level that you want to be. And by the time mm-hmm. you get to the level of your competitor, your competitor already beat you by five years and they're already further than you mm-hmm. are. So it's a constant battle. Yeah. Um, 
so, you know, how do you make yourself an expert in, 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 in a field while simultaneously offering, you know, great business that people want while competing with so many different people? And, you know, you have to really think about that. You have mm-hmm. to understand what you can do. And sometimes, you know, if you come into an industry and you go like, okay, well, I don't really have capital. I don't really have connections. So I'm going to lower my prices. I'm going to provide yeah. cheap videography for people. Mm-hmm. And what that does is you end up lowering prices. You pigeonhole yourself. And you end up getting, you don't really make a profit and you end up getting clients that are not really the kind of clients that you want who are going to refer clients to you that also are just like them. At that price. Exactly. (laughs) And you find yourself in a bubble and you're like, okay, well, can I differentiate myself and maybe do the industry standard prices? Mm -hmm. You could do that. But if you're doing industry prices, you better bring it. Mm -hmm. You better be just as good as those prices because mm-hmm. if the 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 better clientele who has the money they're going to they're going to expect a lot from you. Mm-hmm. They they expect this so you definitely got to bring it. Unless of course you have a business that's very unique mm-hmm. and you focus on let's say you have a business that's, you know, virtual reality video yeah. making. You can charge a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. You know, but your market's going to be far smaller because not everybody's yeah. looking for virtual reality. But these are the things that a business plan will make you think of. Okay. And, and this is what it what propels you to understand if this is something you just, that you're serious about and that you mm-hmm. can do. I would not suggest anybody to just start a business just to start one. Think about these things. Mm-hmm. A business plan forces you to think about these things. Do it. Mm-hmm. So how do you know you want to start a business versus just doing videos? Like, what are the benefits of starting a business? Because I have a video production company. I say with air quotes. All the time <laughs> because I didn't do, I never did the paperwork for it, but you have done the paperwork. Like, tell me, are you, you're official, right? You're LLC. I'm, I'm an LLC, but that's, that doesn't mean anything. Like you, anybody can go to, you know, to the department of state, mm-hmm. register their name and have an LLC. Okay. Anybody can do that. That doesn't mean that you have a business. That doesn't mean that you know how to function as an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean anything. Like there are plenty of businesses out there that people have opened up that are just sitting there. But they're registered. So that doesn't mean anything. Having and knowing that you want a business means that you have to become, like I said from before, being a filmmaker does not mean that you are an entrepreneur, period. Mm -hmm. So you have to think like, you know, what are the benefits? Because a lot of people are freelancing. And in my opinion, it's like what, you know, I can just freelance, get a steady job, Mm -hmm. get some good gigs. I don't have a boss busting my balls i could (laughs) (laughs) brooklyn came out there brooklyn (laughs) brooklyn and so it it makes sense to just probably be a freelancer Mm -hmm. but you end up just working for somebody else you know and you're just filling a role yeah and you're getting underpaid yeah and usually but if, if if you're a good freelancer and you know where to look you can potentially make a lot of money yeah um but on the other hand, if you decide to have a business, when you become an entrepreneur, I mean, being having a business means that this is in, this is an entity that is designed. You know, it's a system in place for for profit and growth, mm-hmm. and you're providing a service or a good for money. You know, and you're providing value to people, and your your goals are different. Being a freelancer, your goal is I want to make money and I want to create a, a reel for myself and mm-hmm. be known. A video production business and being an entrepreneur means that you're creating this entity that is going to be known as like the standard for video production. Mm -hmm. And so you have a level of maybe authority that you may not have 
as, as a freelancer. Because if you look up on Google video production company, what comes up? Companies. You're not going to mm -hmm. find the person who comes up. That's you true. Know? You know, you're going to find a business. So having a business means that you are your own boss. You get to decide how your business runs. And mm -hmm. on top of that, you can be innovative. You know, you have, a, you have an opportunity to look at the video industry and think, how the hell can I change this industry? How do I make this industry better? How do mm -hmm. I make it more fluid? How do I expand this business to help more people in, in the realm of technology that we are in now? Mm -hmm. You know, if everything is getting streamed online, people are using the web. How do I make a business out of that? How do I provide something to help people? Mm -hmm. You could be, you can start doing that. And that's what being an entrepreneur allows you to do. And so if people find a benefit in that, absolutely, you know, then do it. Mm -hmm. But if your goal is just, I just want to make videos, then just be a videographer, a cinematographer, you know, do what you got to do. You know, th there's nothing wrong with that. That's make a beautiful videos. thing. Make yeah. videos, you know. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and have a business, that's what you got to think about. It's not just about filmmaking anymore. It's about creating like I said, an entity that helps people. But it's also about doing all the paperwork. You need your contracts. Yes. You yes. need your release forms. <laughs> well, <laughs> you need all these things that like, a, a no, like if you're just going to be a freelancer and you're just going to go shoot stuff and have fun, then you might not care if you have permission to shoot somewhere. But if you're a business, mm -hmm then maybe you want to have all your bases covered. Well, no, no, absolutely. I mean, having a, like, a, like, you may know how to film, but you don't know how to get clients. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you may know how to film, but you don't know how to read an income statement. Mm -hmm. You, you know, again, may know how to film, but you don't really know how to advertise. You have bad management practices. You're not following industry trends to understand how your business is, is flowing as, as, as a business. What does that mean? What, what part? Following industry trends. Following industry trends is pretty much what I had mentioned from before is understanding the the industry and where it's going. So if you just want to uh, keep doing the same old things in, in video, you know, people are moving, you know, technology is moving at a very fast rate. Mm -hmm. So how can you, you know, pretty much merge technology and your business and your video production and what you're doing together? you got to follow those things. It's like any business. If you look at Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. What happened to Blockbuster? Rest in peace. R rest in peace, Blockbuster. <laughs> you know, Blockbuster was the shit. Yeah, you know, it was back in the day. Back in the day when I was growing up, you know, that, that damn VHS tape. And yeah. you put it in, you get, a, you get a video, and then, you know, you have a set amount of time to yeah. have it. You bring it back. What happened? It was innovative at the time. And, what, and they didn't evolve. They didn't because they ignored industry trends. And what happened? Netflix came by and said, bye-bye. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just pretty much swallowed your entire business and peace out. And mm -hmm. Blockbuster just flopped. Yeah. So. It, it's it's these things that you have to be mindful of. It doesn't just happen in video production businesses. It happens all over the place. Mm -hmm. People are think like, please, who's going to stream my ass? <laughs> They're so streaming. How flexible can your business plan be? Your business plan could be as flexible as you want it to be. A business plan is not set in stone. It's not concrete. A business plan has to change because mm -hmm. your business will change. If the industry changes, if, 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 if the economy changes, you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. You can either adapt or you can fight. It's like Darwin's, you know, yeah. survival of the fittest. You can either adapt and, 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 and go with the changes or you can go against it and find yourself in a very bad position where mm -hmm. you're losing and going into bankruptcy and saying bye-bye and losing everything. Especially mm -hmm. if you have a specific type of business, you can end up like losing your entire house, you know? Yeah. So it's just your savings, everything. So your business plan should be changed every now and again. I mean, there are certain parts of a business plan, like your mission and your goal statement, like mm -hmm. you, like your mission statement. I want to provide the best, you know, video out there that's innovative and this and that. 
that shouldn't change. Okay. That's pretty much your your Goal. vision. Yeah. But stuff like your financial situation or other parts, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's going to change. And so you want your business plan to change with that. Okay. So you should be open to new types of business coming in. So say you, you are a wedding videographer, but all of a sudden you are hired to do a music video and you really like doing music videos and you're making steady money from that one recommendation. Do you then change your company into be a music video company? Or you uh, just expand it? What would you do? That's that's a hard question to, to yeah. answer because every business is different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and that would depend on, on the you know, the partners in that business. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the partners are kind of getting tired of wedding videography and they're like, well, what's what's a legitimate way to switch from wedding videography to music videos? How do we make that transition fluid? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, make this transition without causing any bumps and, and mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff that may not necessarily be beneficial to us? But if you decide, you know, why do I want to cut out wedding videography if yeah. I make money and now I can make more money doing music video, why don't yeah. we just expand? And okay. then you have to find ways to make those changes. I mean, that doesn't really, I don't really see that happening mm-hmm. per se. I, I mean, I, I, but it could. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure it has, sure but it I think it's better to, before you do that, mm-hmm. to, because, because what happens is when you make that kind of change, your business changes, your brand, yeah. your logo changes, who you are. Because when you're, when you have loyal customers and mm-hmm. people that are giving you business through word of mouth, they know you as a wedding videographer. Yeah. And so your business is built on that. But when you start doing music videos, then all of a sudden your vibe changes. You're no longer wedding videographers. You're now music videographers, you know, and wedding videographers. And it's like, how do you merge the two and still re- and still keep that brand, you know, and still keep your followers who are loyal to you? Okay. And those are things that you also have to think about in a business plan. Okay. <laughs> very cool. Um, I, I don't know if that okay is... Uh, no, very good. I, I like the answer. I'm satisfied. Okay. <laughs> so what are some mistakes that people make when they're trying to start their own business or maybe a mistake that you've made? I think the biggest mistake that anybody can make, honestly, is not doing the legwork before you actually start your business, which is exactly what we were talking about in starting. Do not skip these steps. Like that is the biggest mistake that you will make. You will shoot yourself in the foot because a lot of people like, like even myself, I mean, I'll just give myself as, as an example on a whim. I was just mm-hmm. like, that's it. I'm going to just start an LLC. I don't give a crap. I'm tired of working for somebody. I like video. I could do this. That's it. I went on to the department of state you know, did what I had to do. Because you know the steps. <laughs> I, I didn't know the steps. I, I honestly had to look it up, you know. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I just know that that's where I have to go. I looked it up. Anybody can look that up, you know. Like, you, do you have a website recommendation? You, you can go to the Small Business uh, Association, sba.org, and okay. they have all of that information for you. Okay. Um, you can go to SCORE. Okay. Score is like, I you know, score. yeah, mm-hmm. they have information like that. So, and they'll give you those steps and they'll tell you where to go. Okay. So, you made your LLC. Yeah. And there you go. And, you know, and I did it on a whim and I didn't think about any of the things that I'm talking about right now. I didn't uh-huh. think about what, what the direction was or what the purpose was or I didn't look at the competitors or the industry. I just knew that I wanted to do this. And now I'm finding myself in a situation where I'm like, yeah, no, 
I had to think about that mm -hmm. because if you think you can ignore that and then figure it out later, you can absolutely do that, but it's going to take you far longer mm -hmm. to really, really get your business jumping where you really want it to be. So that would be my, like, mm -hmm. th that's the biggest mistake that I made. Don't just jump into something because a lot of, you know, we have this culture where it's always like, do it. You can do yeah. it. And it's like sometimes, you know, start your business today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, I have it, things to do it, first. Exactly. Like, start your business today. Like, you know, I think I can. And you're like, we're, we're all these little engines that could. And sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes we're little engines that can't and really shouldn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's really like the biggest mistake that, at least based on my experience up to this point, that's mm -hmm. the biggest mistake that you can make really think about what the hell you're doing and why you're doing it mm -hmm. don't just do it just because you're tired and you don't want to work for for somebody and you yeah, yeah no nah, don't do that Th think long and hard because a business is about making money and you're not going to make money that way hmm. a mistake that i know of is giving discounts <laughs> and I, I say this just because i've given a lot of discounts in the past it, if you are giving a discount below the amount that you're going to need to to pay yourself, to pay your crew, to give a really good product for your time. You need to like budget all those things out before you agree on a price with a client. And yeah, it's, what's, what's helped me a lot is having my website now with my prices on there because now it's this is the amount that it's going to cost me to make this video for you and not just, oh, well, how much do you have? Okay, fine. And then you're like, oh, no, I need to hire these people. I need equipment. I need all this stuff. And then you're losing money on a project and that that's a, you know a mistake that i've made in the past and i've even heard when people ask for discounts ask them why why do you need a discount are you limited in your budget maybe we can come up with something where i could do something for you that's within your budget but not as big of an idea as you are thinking like let's come to an agreement and so don't just be so eager for a client that you're going to give them whatever price that they say because you have to know how much you're going to charge for certain things and I think that might be part, I don't know if it's part of the business plan, but it's for me, it's been helpful to have a list of how much would I charge for this type of video? How much would I charge for that type of video? And have add-ons and say, this extra thing is going to cost me this much, just so I know for my reference when I'm giving prices to a client. It, that's that's very important to mm -hmm. think about. And that would be in your business plan as, you know, in, in the financial section. Because in the financial section, you have to think about how you're going to be funding your business and you have to think mm -hmm. about ways you're going to be making money through your services. Yeah. So kind of like earlier, what I what I talked about is you either go low or do you go high? You know, and you have to understand yeah. the prices that you're, that you're charging because when you have a business, what you're talking about is a project. That's one project. Yeah. When you have a business, it's not only the project, but you got to pay your staff and you got to, there's overhead costs. Mm -hmm. There's expense, lighting, you know, not, not not lighting, but like, let's say you have a location, you got to pay for rent, yeah. light, insurance. Mm -hmm. You got to think about all those things. You got to think about w what number, how many gigs or rather how many, you know, um, videos do we have to produce mm -hmm. to make up or even break even? Yeah. How many videos do we have to make in a month to break even to pay everybody? To keep the lights on, as to, people to, say. Pretty much to, to keep the yeah. lights on. And that's something you definitely have to think about. Mm -hmm. And now with everything on the web, it's like most people don't have a an office where they have their production company. They have everything is online and everything is virtual. And so keeping the lights on doesn't necessarily mean that you have an office. It might mean... You need to pay for your website every year. Mm -hmm. You need to pay your domain name, you, your web designer, all these different things. It's not just where you live physically. It's 
online. Where do you live as well? You know, all those things are so important. If if you don't have a really, um, if you don't at least have that somewhere that you live online, Facebook website, anything. <laughs> somewhere that you live somewhere. online. Somewhere. <laughs> you need a house online. Like you absolutely do. Because there are people who are going to Google you. And if you don't know search engine optimization, then they're not going to find you. If you're, you know, um, if you're tagging your website with the location where you are, say you're in the Bronx and you're saying Bronx and you're writing even like the, the neighborhood, then when someone goes and searches that from that neighborhood, they're going to find you before they find someone else. So it's like having having something online, mm-hmm. even if you're not the type of person to be emailing all the time or anything like that. It's good. It's good to have and just have your email. Like if they're going to email you, or they're going to call you. Just please. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And and even and even SEO costs money. All all these little it doesn't minor. Have to. It doesn't have to if you do it the right way. Yeah. But if but if you don't do it the right, which a lot of people don't. Yeah. Then they find themselves like really like having to pay up you know because it's seo is huge you know and 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 being i don't know whether or not being number one on google makes makes a difference per se but you know it's it's just all these little details you have to think about Mm -hmm. in that business plan before you even do anything so but if you're doing the legwork to go on say a facebook group and comments on someone that said, and maybe in a film group, and they're saying, I need a production company for this project. Mm-hmm. And then you go on there and you say, hey, I'm available. But then your profile doesn't have anything, any way to contact you. Some people, like, I don't usually contact people if they don't have any email or anything. Because I'm, you know, with Facebook chat, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just know, but you know, having your email, having your business name as the email, not just some old like hotmail account that says like sexy gal 2005 on it or something. I don't know. Hello, whoever that is. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> Lena. Lena's email sexy gal 2005 at hotmail.com. Contact me for video. <laughs> yeah, but and that's that didn't sound a, that didn't sound right. Sexy yeah. gal, contact me for video. <laughs> What kind of video? Okay. <laughs> but if you don't have a professional sounding email address, at least, I mean, you're not going to get clients. You need to look professional in all aspects, even online. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is why, like, the the link that I'm going to be giving <laughs> today, <laughs> like, it's... I should just slap myself in the face <laughs> for even giving it like the Facebook page with Landsky Media is just I- I'm not proud of it. And you would think that after all the all the crap that I'm saying that it would it would look a certain type of way. But we're working on it, man. We're working on it. Speaking so. of to connect with Lena <laughs> <laughs> and comment brain. on how bad it is. Comment on how bad her Facebook page is. And pick her brain, see her work. Go to facebook.com slash Productions. Is that right? Just find it. I'll put the link in the description below. But we also have a joint video production music video coming out soon from Fall of the Albatross. Um, And so be sure to check that out. I'll be sharing it very soon. Um, And I'll put all the links in the description so you can contact Lena if you have any questions about any of the many things that she said today. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Well, I know that you wanted to ask if there was any advice for people. Yeah. What advice do you have? So any advice for people looking to switch careers into a creative field? Um, 
Three. I have four, actually. Oh, go ahead. So, yeah. The number one thing is anybody that wants to switch careers into a creative field, do your research. And I know that uh, and research doesn't mean reading articles and books for 20 hours a day on a, in front of a computer. It just means, you know, get yourself involved and understand. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of research because <laughs> it really does help. So, you know, read articles, read books, you know, join meetup groups, organizations, you know, that's good for networking. Take courses, classes, workshops. She's they- a reporter. <laughs> Oh, you right? It's your reporting genes. (laughs) I like research. But it's absolutely true. You know, take courses, classes, workshops. You don't have to go to film school for that. I mean, if you want to, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, you can go to your local public access channel. They Mm -hmm. always have opportunities. You know, you can do continuing education courses. I did it at the School of Visual Mm -hmm. Arts for Avid Media Composer. Um, You know, Linda Coursehorse. Coursehorse Coursehorse.com has a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. for cinematography, lighting, acting, photography. You know, Coursera.org has free classes too. as well. That too. I mean, so th- there's a lot of resources out there. So do the research because, and talk to people. Talk to people who are doing it, you know, shadow somebody. And if you're trying to get into filmmaking, buy a camera, shoot something. Get involved because, you know, don't switch careers and you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, the second bit of advice is make your own opportunities. How? Just do it. I mean, like. <laughs> it, don't wait for somebody to drop clients on your lap yeah absolutely because you know i had to make my own opportunities Mm -hmm. to get to where i am today i didn't like if if your attitude is you know what uh damn i i want to shoot something and uh, this person's not hiring me to do it you know what fuck them it 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 doesn't matter if if they're hiring you or not buy a camera learn how to you know film and Mm -hmm. just do it you know see what happens and then all of a sudden if you make a really great film and you've got a really good eye you'll start noticing that people people are going to notice that yeah. You know, so make your own opportunities because in in the world that we're living in now, people it's 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 hard to come by good opportunities sometimes, especially yeah. when you're first starting out. The third, we well, let go. me add something about that because it's free to make videos now. You can make a video on your phone, and if you're good at it and if you practice, then you can just make good videos, put them up to maybe a YouTube channel, a video, a Vimeo channel and you're just building your reel in a way absolutely you don't have to be you don't have to have paid clients to be a freelancer or to be a filmmaker you can enter free film festivals Mm -hmm. you can enter free contests contests that that offer um classes or things like that as your prize where you get to shadow somebody or you get an opportunity to learn something those are the the festivals that you want to enter when you're just starting out because you're not you're not going to win Sundance with a, I mean, God bless you. I hope you do, <laughs> but you're not going to win Sundance out of the gate. Like you're not. So just go for something where you can keep learning and always be progressing and trying to get better and just keep making videos. So many people that say, I want to make videos and I want to do video production, but they don't have anything, any examples to show for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you waiting for? You're waiting to get a job for someone to hire you don't do so it. that you can make videos that they want. And then when you get in that situation, you're going to be making videos that you don't really like or that you're cha- maybe editing it a certain way to fit their brand. Start your brand. You could do it on the weekends. You could do take a day and make a video. It's It's not hard if you have we say the God-given talents that of Lena Lansky. Ay, please. <laughs> but it's, it's not that hard. If you will do some research or you maybe you went to film school or 
you have any knowledge or anything that you're good at, just start doing it. Work with other people who need, maybe you're a good editor. Work with someone who needs an editor. Or edit, just start shooting stuff and edit your own stuff. Just because you're not good at everything doesn't mean you can't do it. Absolutely. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And also be realistic with your expectations with yourself and and with the industry. Because a lot of people, you know, think, oh, wow, I'm going to be with celebrities. I'm going to be hanging out. I'm going to have a camera in my hand. Womp womp. No, you're going to be, the reality of it is you're going to be working 12 to 14 hours a day. You're, it's it's hard work and, you know. Your back hurts. Y- y- your back hurts, <laughs> your ass hurts, your your, your head hurts, like <laughs> everything hurts. Your feet hurt, <laughs> your brain hurts, like everything hurts. But you know what, if you love it, like it, it, it's, it's, when you have, when you're passionate about it, it doesn't make a damn difference. You could do it all day. So, and sometimes, you know, and the reason why I say is to be realistic with your expectations is because, if you're thinking about switching careers, you know, do some of these things that we mentioned before, because after, you know, wetting your feet, then you're going to really know, like, this is something that I can see myself doing all the time. Yeah. And if you don't, then then, hey, guess what? You have some stories to tell. Mm-hmm. You, you learn some new skills, but don't, you know, but don't waste your time doing something that you feel you're not going to be putting your time, your energy and your effort into because filmmaking and just any creative field will require that. Don't half-ass it. Exactly. And the last thing, last, last, last thing is anyone trying to start a business, if you have no business experience, my suggestion, again, go to the Small Business Association score, take some college courses, you know, take some beginner courses on marketing, on finance, on how to start a business, and talk to many people and think really long and hard about why you want to have a business. Do you always need a business? What do you mean? How do you know you need a business versus being a freelancer? That's something that you have to make a determination for yourself. Some people just, you know, it's like a goal of theirs. They want to have a business. Yeah. And, they and like being the boss. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they like being the boss or, you know, they, they, they envision something for the video industry and they feel like, you know, if I have a business, you know, I could, whatever the reason is, some people don't want the hassle because having a business yeah. is, it's a lot of work be a freelancer or just work for a production company and, you know, work, work for somebody else and do videos. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get into the industry, but if you want to have a business, you know, think long and hard why you want to do it because everyone's going to have a different answer. It's very individual. You can connect with Lena, pick her brain and see her work at facebook.com. Just search for Land Sky Media Productions. I'll put the link in the description. And we've also got a joint video production coming out soon for Fall of the Albatross. It's Land Sky Media and Louder Vision together Woo-hoo. making some awesome videos. And I'll share those as well. So be sure to check them out. As for me, I'm filmmaker, artist, and your host, Laura Mioli. You can connect with me getting creative free tips and inspiration on social media. It's all free. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Loudavision. And you can listen to more of these podcasts, read my blog, watch my videos, and contact me. Just go to loudavision.com and subscribe to my email list to be the first to hear all new episodes. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube, whatever floats your boat. Thank you for listening. Good. 
Good morning, Indubians and future friends. I am T. Sterling Watson from the Indu Podcast, and I invite you to stop by and press play. The Indu Podcast is a little bit of everything, just like myself. Topics include entertainment, nerd culture, pop culture, intellectual chats, spirituality, positivity, music, or magic, if I misread my own handwriting. You can find me on iTunes, Indu.com, and Indu.podbean.com. The podcast and this ad is a 3SFX production.